Hey, welcome back. Talking pigskin. I'm your host, Jerry McKeon, and I am joined today by my co-host, Mike the Jag. What's up, brother? How's everybody doing? I'm good. Uh, let's just like deep dive right into it okay. because the Dallas Cowboys happen to be oh, uh, go one there, of right? the hottest teams on Thursday night. Um, yes. How'd you feel? I okay. So you listened to my little solo cast I I did on the weekend. Unfortunately, was, yeah. Shut the fuck. Up. So I uh, I like how you save that for the fucking record button, you asshole. <laughs> um, so I like I, I said on the podcast that I like that they won their way. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they won without a absolute dominating game by Zeke, the way he did in like the Detroit game or the way he did uh, two weeks or actually the last really the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, now that's I'm saying that, but he had 76 yards rushing and 60 receiving with a receiving touchdown, but. Like, I'll give New Orleans defense credit. Um, and I also said this on the pack, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. If if you would have told me before the game that Dak would have seven sacks, mm-hmm. two fumbles, Amari would have a fumble on Dallas' side of the You'd field. You'd say that they had no chance to win. It's exactly. Absolutely. I want... <clears throat> the offensive line has been playing much better in the last five games. And oddly Collins, enough... Collins, Looney... They, they haven't had Tyrant Smith the last two weeks. And, like... Sula Filo, you can see, like, he probably had his worst game since replacing Connor Williams. But even when he plays poorly... But he's got the power. Yeah. Now, he moves people. Connor Williams played two plays in that Saints game, and on both plays in a jumbo package, he absolutely washed his guy out of there. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, he's got a lot of energy. He's I'd like to know if possibly the injury that required him to get a scope and miss three games mm-hmm. was... Maybe something that was lingering for like maybe a month prior to him being out of the lineup, and that's enough of like four games of him being yeah. a liability. Could have like I don't want to put it all on the injury, but it could. It makes me wonder because I haven't seen like the, just on those two plays. Very very small sample size. He did more dominating uh, football things <laughs> than he had pr- that I had seen prior during the season. So if he gets inserted back into the 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 lineup. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be as concerned as I would have been if they did it two weeks ago. I mean, you already contributed. And now we're getting Tyron back. Mini podcast to it, so I won't give it too much. Yeah, we're not going to go crazy. The Dallas Cowboys defense is playing top five in football. and Oh, I I would say that they're, if they're not one, they're 1A with the Bears on defense. So I'm I'm not, I'm not there yet. They're kind of very similar in defense. So, okay. So, and the offense is similar to the Rams, but... Bottom line is you Hold held on. The, no, no, no. You held, Don't the just New Orleans, you held the New Orleans Saints to 10 points. Yeah. Okay. And that defense is looking fantastic. Leighton Van Der Esch is being in the conversation for okay. being as a player of the year. Yes. That defensive line is performing incredible. Lawrence, Crawford, Gregory. It, it, it's Crawford, just... Crawford is the probably one of the most underrated players in the league. And it's funny because of the market that he plays football in. Well, the thing is, is that a lot of Cowboy fans hate him. Because how? they know because they know his price tag. Yeah, but he's disruptive as all hell. How is he not earning his money? Because they look at stat sheets and they see four sacks at the end of the season. Now he's got five and a half this year. What happens when the guard and the center both have their hands on you? I hear you. Uh, uh, okay. And he's we, a, he's a big disruptor in the run. We won't get into it too far, but Michael Thomas could have had a huge game. Oh, 
I'll address that. Did you mm. see the, the the picture that the 11 Ohio State Buckeye players that were combined uh, on those two teams took after uh, the game? I didn't see it. I heard of it. Okay. So Michael Thomas was not uh, nowhere to be found for that picture. Mm, that's not very nice. I mean, he has um, every right to, to be there, but... And, well, he was angry after the game. And Jordan Lewis decided to take to Instagram... A Michigan boy? On... On uh, and he had to pick Zeke's, that game too. Hold on. So Zeke captioned the photo, bunch of Buckeye boys, but it was a Michigan boy that that saved the game for us. Michigan still sucks, right? And and the M is xed out sure, as it should sure, be. Sure. Uh, and Jordan Lewis responded to that on on Instagram and said, uh, "Where's your boy though? Oh, he's mad because Byron and and uh, and Cheeto had him strapped all game. Oh boy." Two days later, Michael Thomas replies and just goes at Jordan Lewis. Okay, dog, you're in the second year of a rookie deal. Oh, you get gosh. you get eight you get eight snaps a game to come in and guard a, a running back. You're supposed See, to be a corner. That level of drama. Oh, but it was rid- I couldn't believe he took it to Tom Petty level. I just think that that is just Betty, he turned into Petty next door. Betty. Petty LaBelle, bro. There you go. I think it's outrageous. I, I, I mean, it's the same kind of trash talking. That he bitched that, that he was held the entire game. Oh, but it's trash talk, though. Byron got called media for nonsense. two of them. But that's social media trash talking and nonsense. I mean, Jalen Ramsey talking to ESPN, calling, calling, calling Josh Allen trash, and then Josh Allen oh, yeah. comes out and they beat Jacksonville. Like, it's just the way that I think about football in this day and age is just come out and play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I do. it's just it's so easy to express how you feel. I just how does it help a locker room? It doesn't galvanize a locker room. Winning does. That's anyway, true. let's That's just true. Bucks beat the Panthers. I've been on the air of saying that the Panthers are a division favorites. They have looked they've Terrible. had three different seasons. They yes. started the season, That's they were call. poor, they played very, very well in the mid, and they he threw four picks against Tampa Bay's defense. Cam Newton did. Yeah. Like, not a good football game. And when you look at the potential for that division, now it's see the a one-horse race. Did you see the report that came out on, I believe it was Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, before the Bucks loss, uh, that they there was a report that Carolina is considering uh, replacing their head coach? Well, the head coaching carousel typically in how the does NFL... A, how does a report like that come out when your team is... Like, I guess they were in the midst of a three-game losing streak that's now been extended to four... But how does the, whether it's fake or not, where is that report coming that Ron Rivera is going to be replaced? I don't know. What I, has been shown this year to say that? I have absolutely no idea how the NFL works. What I do know is that now is right around the time when the head coaching carousel starts, when That's the true. axe starts to fall. And I mean, we won't even segue into Mike well, McCarthy. And, and you've been on record of saying, "Yeah, I called that. I will right. say so, it. I'll, I'll take the pat on but the back for that one." Let's just finish. Because I was wrong about a whole lot of other shit. Let's just finish the Panthers and Bucks. There's not too much to talk <laughs> about. But are the is the is the Carolina Panthers season done? They're six and six. Well, they've the see with how they've been playing. I don't want to go as absolute to say that it's done, but I will change my tune because I said that I got to hold off judgment until I see them play the Saints twice. Uh, they've put themselves in a position now where, like, those games are basically must wins for them to get a wild card. Never mind win the division. Like they for a long time they were keeping pace with them. They were uh, six and two, right? No, yeah, six and six. So yeah, so they were one. Yeah, that's right. Because after yes. about week nine, they were one game back, and now all of a sudden they're four games. I back. was high on that train, and now I'm selling the Carolina Panthers. I have been I on will, air of saying that they're 
And well, I'm definitely that. So that's what I'm. I was trying to ease my way into saying I will definitely write them off as a division uh, contender. They're not winning yeah. that south. Um, I don't even. And I see- don't think they can even get a six seed now because of um, losing to Seattle. It's a different. They, they lost, so they've got that head-to-head tiebreak gone, and they and now even they're they're gaming a halfback of them. Yeah, and the conference and and, and the conference and Seattle's rankings, only looking better. And the, like and in the conference rankings, Seattle is surging in yeah. the NFC. So I'll tell you right now, Seattle goes and beats Minnesota next week, and they and they do it. Properly, like mm-hmm. they do it convincingly, and all of a sudden, I might be scared to see them in a wild card game. So let's segue. If you want to talk about Seattle, Russell Wilson throws four touchdowns a season, forty-three points from an offense that you wouldn't consider to be star-studded and vaunted. You just wouldn't. That was the one thing that I did call confidently last week. Mm-hmm. I said of of all the big spreads, I said I hated that Arizona uh, Green Bay fourteen and a half point spread. I hated the fifteen and a half point spread for KC over Oakland. But I loved that 11-point spread getting covered. I loved it. Um, Russell Wilson completes 11 passes, four of them for touchdowns. I don't know if that's a schematic game where you just know how to attack a defense. Yeah, that was very uh, methodical. It, um, it, it, it seemed to be the art of preparation. Yes. And every, that was a, yeah, they had a good practice week. And very good. Yeah, yeah. And every time you think that Pete Carroll's about to lose a locker room, every time you think that he doesn't have that rah-rah college enthusiasm, he turns around and shows you why the team is productive and why it has been productive in they're, the state of Washington. They're more than just a pesky out. We were to, man, we had conversations about how we can't write off teams and Seattle was at the top of that list. They and had now done nothing. Look, and now I feel good about they, they, saying that. And they have done nothing except say, do not write us off ever. So it's funny how uh, you can you can almost like bolster yourself up for what you're researching by mm-hmm. Erring on the uh, the side of optimism rather than just casting a team off because of a small sample size. Like I, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, like I'm like a cynic on- and a pessimist by nature, so like I try not to bring that into my predictions. But Fair I'm enough. wrong most of the time anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Okay, case like for example, the Bengals. Yeah, I was I was saying, look at the Red Rocket. Like, and again, they got, they got off to a four and one start. They yeah. made that Ravens defense early in the season not look like a Ravens defense. Um, and I said, hey, he had a great preseason. Everything that I read coming out of camp uh, seemed like it was, you know, maybe he was going to have, uh, and now he's on IR. AJ both, Green's on IR. Both sides the of defense that. defense is an absolute. That team is disintegrated. Tire fire. It has. Uh, it's gone. Mixon, I think, and it all started when the first domino to fall was when Mixon went out for those those three games in like week five or six. Yeah. But I mean, Giovanni Bernard looked to be somebody who could replace him. He looked to be a guy who could spell him for the time being. I'm not saying anything other than for, for the time being, but AJ Green had that toe issue. Now he's out for the rest of the season. Oh, he's going to. That's painful to watch. You see the way that he, like, when non he contact, the cart, just one step. And, yeah. and he was sitting on the cart. You could just see the pain oh, like, yeah. in his lower oh, extremity. I learned a long time ago to never judge a. Uh, uh, a toe injury. Yeah. When I saw it, made Shaquille O'Neal like miss football or miss football game, yeah. miss basketball games, because like you think about oh Shaq, you're gonna be out because of a toe injury. Come when on, in bro. reality, but, the extent of the pain is surreal. Well, and also supporting that type of man, like the amount of weight on that toe, yeah, that size and abs. so yeah, no and, shit, he couldn't play basketball. Player, when he had, yeah. And I would say that I would say that. Basketball shoes are more comfortable than football cleats. Yes, and you're not cutting with the intensity as a wide Very receiver true. of his 
Guild. Very true. And I'm sure that with those shoes, you can be more gelling. You can have a little, you can have some, some more of those. He's on pads. IR. You can have some more of those pads. So now. AJ Green, yeah. So now it's just uh, draft position for the Bengals. I mean, they started, uh, who, who did they start at quarterback? Driscoll. I don't know. Driscoll, that's right. It was right, Driscoll. and he looked <laughs> looked bad. I mean, he looked like Steve Bradford, bro. You know who looked good in that game? <laughs> Isn't it Matt Bradford? We haven't no, done a Matt Bradford segment. Not for yet. A while. No, no. There's been some decent performances at the quarterback position. There's been no need for a Kevin Stafford. That's true. So um, uh, a Kevin Stafford now. I do want to. I do want to talk about how the Bears with uh, Chase Daniels gave the Giants a run for their money when the Giants should not have let. The Bears back into that football game. Chase Daniel turned the football over, but that Bears defense is—it's funny. Something else. It's funny, man. I—I I don't know what to make of this Bears team at all. I don't understand I knew, how you're not. I knew that the Giants were winning. That you, okay? I can sound like a moron all I want. I don't right. give a shit. Right. Okay, listeners, there it is. <laughs> here, here I am, sounding like a moron. I fucking knew that the Giants were winning that game. I looked at the game sheet when I was making my picks, and I said, the Giants are going to win this game. And then I went, Giants, or sorry, I went Bears, cover four, yep, and just ignored it. Because, and the Giants by because, three. And then, but it, it just had every, re, like, the whole thing everyone's talking about is the, the three games they got remaining against the Packers, the Rams, and the Vikings. No one was talking about the Giants game. It's, and it, teams fall subject to it. It's the same thing that I think happened to Minnesota earlier in the season when they lost to Buffalo because they were looking ahead to the next week for that, uh, was it a Monday nighter or a Thursday nighter mm-hmm. against the uh, uh, against the Rams? Yep, Thursday nighter, yep. Well, that's what happened this past week, I think, with the Bears. They looked ahead to the Rams, and they thought they... they I, that's look, honestly when what, you what ben- I think happened. Look, when you bench your starting quarterback... Did okay? they bench? Listen, I don't mean the term bench. When your starting quarterback does not play, oh, he's whether he's resting, injury, okay, yes. or I'm just, okay, when he's not playing, and you can still have a chance to win. I Listen, from from a Jacksonville Jaguars fan stamp, standpoint, yeah. Yeah. when your second string quarterback can step in and you can survive and get 27 points, that defense is great, but so is Jacksonville's. That is impressive to me. I don't care if they beat the Giants. It was Chase Daniels starting. He has less experience. I think Chase Daniels looked better against the Lions two weeks ago on, on Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving yeah. than I've seen Trubisky look as a passer in any game this season, excluding the Patriots game and the... The game that he threw six touchdowns against Tampa? No, that was a... That was a just a fucking dinkin. I mean, like a, a Look, playing catch in the backyard with your I nephew. Almost, type of I almost wish I was a Bears fan so I could take your distrust of what his abilities are as a quarterback personally. Like, like, like I almost wish I could take it personally because you're so hard on him and there's more than I'm, enough. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. Evidence. I'm, that's, I'm not being hard on Trubisky for saying that Chase Daniels looked better than he did in the in the previous eleven or twelve games. Really. On that particular, on that game in Detroit, they had every reason to just fucking write that game off as a, as a whoops. Four days to prepare. I think and that Daniels were- kept them in it. It wasn't the defense. It wasn't. If you look at the statistics of Trubisky this season, I think you'll feel like that statement was more a feeling versus a fact. Because maybe, Chase Daniels maybe. had he looked a good- go- he looked. T- Terrible on Sunday against the Giants. Right. It was abysmal. And against Detroit, he had a good game. I would feel bad. But, okay, for as bad as Chase Daniels looked on Sunday, was it 
the would it would it be worse than any performance that that Trubisky's had this season? Uh, or is yeah. that the yeah. worst? Oh, I see what your question is. That was the worst. Like, because when Trubisky listen, has a bad game, I it's really bad. I understand your, your question. On Sunday was the worst performance by a Chicago Bear this season. Was right? it? At quarterback, yes. Okay. Statistically. And I say it that, probably was. And I say that from somebody who has started Mitchell Trubisky in his fantasy football hey, league. Yeah, but fantasy's fantasy. I'm talking I'm, about fucking well, watching the game. I'm talking about playoffs because I'm going there on Sunday. So, well, but I hope so. All that all that I mean is... Um, to still be able to have a chance in overtime with your backup quarterback says something about a football team. Period. Does it say any? Does it really say something against a three and eight Giants team that's got a wide receiver that's got two more forty yard passing touchdowns than the quarterback does this season? The Giants have been playing well as of late. What? As of late, the last four games, I believe they've won three of them. Yeah, against who? <laughs> it matters. Strength of but opponent you, matters, bro. I couldn't agree more, but when you win on Sunday, it's still not something to discredit. And when the Chicago Bears almost won on Sunday okay. with their backup quarterback, I'm just saying it's it's nothing to ignore. Last week, That's all. you're right. The Giants have won three of the last four. Okay? And they're four and eight. So they were one and seven prior to that. Okay? Okay. So then they they get hot. They, they have two wins against terrible teams. Right. I can't even think of who they beat, but they were shit teams. And then they lose to a fucking Eagles team, and they were up 19-3 in the game. And Odell Beckham has three receptions against that Eagles secondary. That's playing good football? That's a team that's hot? What I will say is, Come on, bro. they've played better than not in the last month. They've, I'm okay. not saying okay. that they're the best team in football no, I know the last not, but they're not, they're not playing good either. All right. Have we talked enough about the New York Giants? Well... We were trying to talk about the Bears, but apparently I can't do so. Because <laughs> you're so critical of them. And uh, it, we'll see. Yo, they're 8-5. 8-4. Eight, eight and four. Yeah, they are 8-4. They're about to be 8-5. So, oh, I love what you did there. Anyway, uh, Dolphins. And you know what else they're going to be? What's that? 10-9-7. and uh, nine and seven. All right. There's so much more to, to talk about. We're going to have to come back to it. Spot the lot. So, okay. See me in four weeks. All right. <laughs> Dolphins over Bills. Doesn't really matter. Okay, hold it on. Time a- out. No, no, no. I really want to stay on this. So what do you, what kind of Aaron Rodgers do you think you're going to see the first game without Mike McCarthy? I thought we were talking about the Bears. Hold on. No, no, no. no, no. I, stay on this. Who do the Bears play coming up? They play the Rams. Then they play the Packers. Then they get a fucking... A layup against some team, and then they got to play the Vikings the last game of the season. How many how many games are they winning down the stretch? You mean to tell me that they don't have a chance to beat Green Bay? Uh, they do, a hundred percent. They should. They should have beat them the first game of the season. Okay, so what? Does but they it were up, if they were up three McCarthy, touchdowns and didn't win. Why do you think Aaron Rodgers is just going to call the offense? Uh, yeah, yeah. You're going to see a different Packers offense. I don't season. dispute that. I really, I, I don't. So um, that's all I'm saying is it's going to yeah. be unfortunate for the Bears that they got to run into the Packers right, right when that makes no sense for them to win. And do you think Aaron Rodgers is going to take any sort of pride in maybe messing up Chicago's momentum come playoff time? A hell of a lot. Oh, Can we okay. agree? Okay. Can we agree that if Chicago beats LA, you'll stop? You'll stop hating? Oh, I'll 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 react the way that I did after the Cowboys beat the Saints. Okay. Ex- except I expected the Cowboys to beat the Saints. Perfect. Because I feel that when they play their game. They're good enough at their game to alter the other team's game plan. I don't believe that from the Bears. 
AFC East matchup, Hold on. squish the fish. Shouldn't that Bears defense have just had a field day on Eli Manning on Sunday? You would think so, okay. but Khalil Mack made everybody including Nate Solder, look like a Pop Warner football player, okay? Those DBs, with the exception of Prince Amukamara, can play all the time. It's just odd that they didn't take advantage of that layup against that quarterback and that O-line. But the skill positions of the New York Giants, now that they've had time to get into the... Is Saquon really that good that he can... can at least skew a, a shit team. But Odell and Saquon are that good because what Odell does is he takes your DBs out of play and Saquon takes your linebackers out of play. So you use play action. You have both Shepard. I think it's Sterling Shepard and yeah. Russell Shepard open. You have three different tight ends. You have three different tight ends to throw the football to. It's a different dynamic. You're talking about a tough out like 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 it's some CFL garbage uh, team. Uh, well, because I've watched what my team that's not... Very good on offense, apparently. Has done to that team the last three times they played them, dating back to last year. The first game of the season, Saquon Barkley broke off a 66-yard halfback toss play against Jacksonville's defense. Coming into the year, they were arguably the best defense in football. The skill positions of the New York Giants make them more than just a pushover. Eli Manning is the equalizer of that team, like you've said Bortles is. Can we stop talking about the New York Giants now? Squish the fish, Miami beat Buffalo. I don't think it matters except for the fact that Josh Allen seems to be developing into the guy he was drafted to be. 232 touchdowns, two picks. Not great. If not Dwayne great. Haskins ends up in New York, look out. I give think Dwayne, even with a Heisman, he du- should go back give to his Dwayne, junior year at Ohio State. He give back Dwayne Haskins, year. Odell Beckham, and Saquon Berkeley. Bro. I think he should go back... I, think he should go back for his junior year to become a better passer. Yes, I know he's thrown for 41 passing touchdowns. Just, I'm well I don't aware. think you could get any better as a passer in, at, well, at Ohio State next year. What I'm saying is, is for him to improve his ability as a passer, not for him to come out and throw more touchdowns than he did this year. I'm I just saying. For, I think he'll get that in the NFL. I think he's. I think because I. I don't think he's going to be that good of an NFL quarterback. But if he goes to the Giants, I'll have a tough time. I love this pivot because when you think about Dwayne Haskins at Ohio State, it is a system that was formulated to fit what he does really, really That's well, true. right? Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from 41 touchdown passes. You should, though, a little bit because, like, I don't know. I'm probably one of the nicer Buckeye fans when talking about Dwayne Haskins. I know people that can't stand him. It's really easy to be critical even though he threw 41 passing touchdowns. Like It's like skewed numbers It's decision-making. It's and uh, Okay, look. Anyway. Okay. Go back. Yeah. 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 Okay. I just had I, to I was, get that. I was trying to talk about Squish the Fish, but it doesn't matter. Okay. Squish it's tw- the Fish. Tw- tw- uh, 21-17. Not that important. Um, how many pro-line tickets do you think Jacksonville busted with a 6 nothing win? Uh, they busted six of mine. I mean, six, com- uh, six combined points uh, tied for the fewest in a game since 2007. So I said, on the, podcast, I said on the podcast, I didn't care that it was a divisional road game for the Colts. I right. said I didn't care that Ryan Kelly was out. I said I didn't care that Darius Leonard was on the injury report all week and was a game-time decision. I said I didn't care about any of that. Guess what I should have done? Cared about all that. Cared about all that. So the offense, Indy's <laughs> offense for the first time in at least this last eight games looked pedestrian. Looked like they really couldn't... I mean, they moved the, the football, but they obviously couldn't score. I was going to say, he, he, Andrew Luck passed the ball 52 times. So, what have we been talking about all year about what teams should be doing against Jacksonville? Pounding the ball up the gut. Run, run the right? ball because they're run defense. Marlon yeah. Mack yeah. did not have a game plan inserted for him the way he probably should have. Now, you could, argue, you could argue... 
the Jaguars' defensive line had their best performance of the season. Yeah, and Aubrey Jones actually was hurt in that game as well. So uh, Taven Bryant, the first-round pick, uh, had some more time too, and he looked disruptive as all hell. Uh, That's super exciting. Yannick and Dogway had a sack as well. Yeah, he's well, but he not only had a sack, he had like seven quarterback. Hurries, he had. He was in the backfield a lot. Yeah, he was. He did. He spent a lot of time in the backfield. Um, four quarterback hits, too. I just, I'll... Uh, I'll Andrew I'll, Luck got abused that day. It I'll like, plant this. It looked like a throwback to two years ago. I'll plant this idea out there. Uh, Darius Leonard, Leighton Van Der Esch, Derwin James, from, in my mind, are the three, three candidates for, right de- for defensive player of the year. In my mind. Uh, I give Leonard the nod over Van Der Esch because he gets to the quarterback. You have to put your bias aside. It's not a bias. Because it's the, sacking the quarterback means okay, everything it, in today's league. This has nothing to do with the Cowboy thing. It has everything to do with the fact that he hasn't started every game this season, and he leads the league in solo tackles. Okay, He hasn't started every game this season, and he's second in the league in combined tackles. Okay, He's replacing a guy who's got all pro nods before, Okay, and he looks better than him. At any point this season. Derwin James, 80 tackles, three, three sacks, three picks. I agree. He's doing everything. He, he might get 100 tackles this year. That game on Sunday against the Steelers, mm-hmm. he ruined that game for the Steelers. Did you see his cover? So if I'm Derwin James and I'm lining up and I know it's man up against a tight end, I'm literally salivating. Yeah. So I'm looking at, and, and, and I'm saying, try to run a seam on me. Try say, to get he, inside. Try to get inside s- of me. He sneaks for a step. He baits. To, to take the outside leverage, and then he's quick enough he and good enough to get the inside leverage back without impeding the, the tight end's route it could also, and getting the P.I. It could also be a bait, though. He could be cheating outside. Oh, yeah, that's outside. exactly no, that's He could exactly be cheating he, outside. Here, tight end, go inside. That's, that's what I mean. He's I'm there. But he's doing... It's not even... It, you're right. It is a, a bait, but when I hear bait, I think it's an isolated thing yeah. where he's he's breaking off of his normal coverage to, like like you're saying, oh, bait. Yeah, he, but safety, He's though. implemented it into his... His Every, coverage ability, it, it, yeah, 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 exactly. Okay, okay. Yeah, he just, it's, it's very... Did I just uh, sell you on Derwin James over Van Der Esch? Oh, I think I saw it with my own eyes on Sunday. You were talking about Derwin James four weeks ago. I was talking about Derwin James back in March. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> no, because I wanted I wanted him. But for Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah, okay. Stay, let's just stay in Oh, in, I might have been talking about my Defensive Player of the Year back in March, too. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, all right. that, bro, that combine, and I'm not a big... Actually, maybe I am. What did Bill Belichick say about guys playing football in shorts? If you were the... Okay, but hold on. What do you say about it? Guys got more rings than a veteran pimp. All right? That's probably one of the best fucking Belichick quotes. Okay. Okay. It's so hard to to pinpoint it. But if if you draft a whole bunch of guys that can just jump out of the gym... Like that, and that's it? Eventually, with the right coach, you can scheme them to be a absolute nightmare. A it's C- kind of like the K- Kansas City Chiefs offense. A CFL general manager told me one time over a barbecue, he said to me, he said, Mike, one of the best determining factors of an athlete's ability or his athleticism is his vertical jump. Yes. He said, if you have a guy that can jump a 40-inch vertical... Chances of him being able to run a four three forty are very good. Yeah, and and just everything being very. And the good. chances of him and, exactly, and the chances of him being able to have football moves in him just because he has a vertical jump. I think the anything chances over are very very high. At this at this point in like with the way athletes are in two thousand eighteen, I'd say anything over a thirty six 
to 38 inch vertical, you're, you're, you're just a, you're a freak. You're a stud. It's, do you believe that Calvin Johnson had a 40 inch vertical with that size and that frame? Well, it's, it's, and he could still be playing football right now. Like, I don't, you know, there's a tangent for you. Yeah, no. Just a drop. Well, it's like, imagine if... Just a drop. It's like asking, imagine if uh, LeBron James or Vince Carter were putting pads their whole upbringing. Well, not really, because Calvin Johnson was a pro athlete. And the Detroit Lions are like, no, you play for us or nobody. What type of... Okay, flip it. Calvin Johnson doesn't play football as a kid, and he and he's, he's one he's of the best gy- power forwards. He's a gym rat, and he just yeah. jumps out of the gym, and yeah. he's, and he's the highlight reel. He's the human highlight reel, and he actually is able to sustain a career and not be worried of of not being able to walk away from the game because yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, that's 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 quite tangential. But but hold on, back to Derwin James, back to the combine, back to how guys look when they're working out. I'll agree with you. I think you're trying to say he had that it factor. Yeah, he had. He did. He yeah, had it's it. a, yeah, it's 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 this. It it was. Uh, remember the way Byron Jones stole the, the combine a couple of years ago? It was way better than that. Well, he was. Well, he Byron settled, Jones was fundamentally sound, and everybody was like, "Look at his hips. His hips are perfect." And then he set a world, an unofficial world record for broad jump. Oh, I remember he jumped at the gym. It was like eleven feet or 11, something. Eleven six. Yeah, I think it, it was is what it was. Outrageous. And yeah, it's still. Right. I think it's still. St- Actually, no. It might have just been broken this past year. Well, but either way. Yeah. Now you put him with the right coach. Yeah. And Chris Richard, and he takes him from a bottom tier safety to the best graded cornerback in the league yeah. through four weeks, eight weeks, and now t- thirteen weeks. We both agree that that corners that don't travel grade better. Corners that travel, we didn't man. word it that way when we brought it up two weeks ago on the podcast, but that's a perfect way to summarize it. Right? Yeah, because I they didn't. I don't even think my brain went there when they we were having the the convo. And they just have to because Jalen Ramsey, given the defense, hear me out. Given the defensive scheme, given how they're going to scheme against an offense, is Peterson that much more of Patrick an out- Peterson? Yeah, is he that much more of an outlier? Uh, outlier because he still. Like I believe top so. Grade? I I believe now that his man coverage. Okay, but his man coverage ability yes. and how he's been able to line up in front of the best player for the last five or six seasons in Arizona. Yeah, that the, the, he will not get graded as highly as Richard Sherman did in the Legion of Boom because they just played cover four the whole time. Okay, or and even by, like a Josh Norman when he you. was in Carolina. Thank you. Exactly. For so, example. So I guess my question is: Would Patrick Peterson? Over the past five years, be mm-hmm. an overall higher graded cornerback if he just was an island. Oh, that's a really, really good question. That's a loaded question. Let oh, me put it yeah. to this way. Hold on, hold on. What about Darrell Rivas? See, because that's why he I, could do both. He, but he, he had Rivas. But he very seldomly. No, no, he had Rivas Island. He did, which meant that that was that side. But, but you he could, did. He did travel. You and, are right. And he and also he played man coverage. Brought some sand and a shovel and started building a new island. And he played man coverage as well as anybody when he was in his prime. In when his Rex prime, Ryan had him... He fell off he, the fucking deep end quick, though. Afterwards. Father time. After the, Yeah, exactly. His legs just... just so... Didn't. But back to Derwin James. No, 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 no. Hold on. The Patrick Peterson is okay. interesting now because okay. I kind of think, and to answer my own question, he probably would have graded higher. But then, just to play devil's advocate, my rebuttal would be, do you think maybe the numbers could be skewed a little... Because in certain instances, when he's not traveling, he's taking on the number two receiver, and then that's where he's making his plays. I love. I would love to absolutely. see the chart breakdown of like. Oh, absolutely! What pass happens? breakups, interceptions, 
against the one versus the two. Our, okay, run pass option, Wildcat. What happens when the quarterback lines up in front of Byron Jones? He's going to well, be ISOed for the tackle on the outside, and but I'm, he makes the tackle. But I'm trying to say to you that the quarterback lines up wide and you don't travel. So yeah, now look at okay. who's lining up in front of you. That's my argument. So is that, Whereas, so is that actually helping... Byron's grade then the oh, fact that you, he's making those you better those believe tackles it is. for losses you better believe it is because if Patrick Peterson has to follow the best guy yeah. for seventy offensive snaps I know what you're saying. you better believe that he's gonna lose some of those seventy yeah. no you're right you I better didn't believe think of it, it that way That's... whereas Byron Jones is going to win more by the default of the, the offense isn't gonna send their best players against that side of the field all the time yeah you know what I'm saying okay just to wrap up this Derwin James. Cur- is is he now your front runner? For me. Okay, I think it's a three-way tie currently. Darius Leonard gets to the quarterback and he stops the run. It's crazy how people don't give him the vote. Do they do... Okay, maybe I'm ignorant in asking this question, but the way that they do yards per attempt or yards per carry for a running back, do they do tackles per game Ooh, for, line, fair for question. defensive players? I think they only take... Your total, and then give you the solo. So, so and the we're assist. gonna have to we're gonna have to do Little actual homework. of homework, and I'm gonna it's just I'm solo gonna, and assist, yeah, yeah, because I'm telling you those four, I believe it's four games that Van Der Esch did not start. I have a question for you. Hold on, you're gonna love this question. Leighton Van Der Esch, does he play? Does he have a better defensive line in front of him, or does Derwin James have a better defensive line in front of him? Ooh. Don't you like that one? I knew that you'd like that one. With with Boza with L- L- legit with Ingram, but then you look See, at now Van Der Esch. Get, and now I'm getting what, what uh, I'm getting David Irving back hopefully. So yeah, but Boza's, Boza's fresh though. Did you see him on Sunday? So against, David Irving. I agree. I'm and just, now he's no he's not Joey the, Boza the, is better the than tout, the like the highly touted player that Boza is. No, he's not. But so who has David Irving is a absolute game breaker. Who has a better defensive line in front of them? Well, which rookie? That's, Isn't that a good I one? I probably got to go with the Chargers just to not sound like a homer. Yeah. But, like, I'm a big D-Law fan. I hope we extend him. And I like the guys. I like – there's a lot of non-big names on the Cowboys D-line. Like, I love that Antoine Woods dude. Fucking – Yeah. Like, no one knew who Antoine Woods was before the season. It's, and he's making plays I didn't know who he was five Constantly ago, making yeah. plays. I like Malik Collins. DB, right? Uh, Woods? Woods? No, he's uh, playing three-tech and one-tech out of position. Pardon me. Playing he's on one-tech. D-line, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, uh, yeah, so I'll have to go with Chargers okay. just because they've got the, Le- the the number two piece that's better than than any number two on the Cowboys. Like, Ingram's better than Taco or Randy Gregory or you know, anyone that's a number two on the Cowboys. However, three through six on that defensive line, I'll take the Cowboys over a lot of other teams, probably including the Chargers. Um, so, yeah, I'll, just to wrap up that Derwin James uh, I, think think it's it's a, I think tie. it's a three-way tie Got currently, it. and we'll have to keep an eye on it over the last couple weeks. So Steelers-Chargers, considering we're talking about defensive players of the year, uh, I I think that the Chargers' performance over the Pittsburgh Steelers, that 16-point comeback, how that defense looks, Boza, Ingram, James, we were just talking about who's got a better one, Dallas or, 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 San, or Los Angeles. Did, oh yeah, everyone did, does the San Diego still. Oh god, even on Thursday or even on Sunday Night Football. Did the Chargers solidify themselves as a top three team in the AFC? I'll tell you right now, they've. Top I can't, three. I can't wait to watch that that Chiefs Chargers game in two weeks. Philip Rivers has 
being one of the best <laughs> performers see? at his position since he entered the league with Eli and Ben. But he's never been able to perform in the playoffs. I think this year might be different because he has the best running game he's had since LT. Who's Melvin Gordon is for real. I mean, he's he's a bit banged up. He's but that defense is better. Philip Rivers has never had a defensive line like he's had now. That's Derwin James is anchoring that backfield. Casey Hayward is a great corner. They're, they yeah, they they've got they have performers. They've got the skilled players in every like everyone they're they deep need. at receiver. Quarterback's great. Pass rusher great. Receivers S- very good. Yeah, uh, and they're, they're num- deep. They're, they're number. I was gonna say they're number one. He's on the cusp of great if he's not. He's Keenan very, Allen's great. He's very good. Uh, he's safety top, is stud. Uh, Hayward stud. Their DBs are great. That's what I'm saying. So all those, all those positions. Uh, even the, like the left tackle has been fairly solid this year. Um, yeah. I think if those two teams played again, it would probably matter where it's played. Okay, fair enough. Um, because if that's they... another game that I I I hit, I was like I'm gonna take. Pit- and I was going to say Pittsburgh, and I was like, probably the Steelers. Because Heinz Field in the playoffs is a different it, beast. Yes, it's, it is. It's, it's just it's very, different very different. kind of cold. The wind swirls. Everybody talks about how the wind moves. You can't kick a ball. Now, it didn't affect um, uh, a team from Florida last year in the playoffs. <laughs> no, but that right? team also put so, up so will 42 it affect, So will it affect a team from L.A. that could put up 42 points very easily, too? And those defenses are similarly built. Right? So similarly built. Um You know what I find interesting as a nice little segue? The the Texans smashed the Browns and have won nine straight games in the hottest listeners, team in football. Listeners, I apologize. Oh, let me guess. You were high on Baker Mayfield going into Houston. I duped myself performing against the defense. That it, I I just I was like, I think it's gonna be a great game. I yeah. think it's gonna I think that I, I did say I was like I feel really dumb taking a leap of faith, trusting the Browns to win a road game. Mm-hmm. Um but I was like, I think it's going to be such a great young quarterback matchup. I'm going to tip the cap to to Baker. And then I turn the turn the red zone channel on and I see the score. And I was like, are you fucking kidding and how me? Many like, I instantly just felt so dumb. Um, there's a chance that... But each, I did have an off week. There's a chance this, and this I year... I blame you not being here and took away my mojo. I didn't have any... <laughs> I didn't have any other uh, thoughts in my head, just my own. I couldn't go, wait a second, you're taking the Bears in a landslide? I'll just take the Giants for fun. Here's a fun, here's some fun, <laughs> here's some fun food for thought. Uh, all three Watt brothers could potentially go to the playoffs this year. Well, I heard, I heard, all, I heard all three Watt brothers. I'm thinking, I, instantly I went, Who, there's three, there's three, there's three, there's good, there's Italian three good Italian there. kickers in the league. They're all brothers. I didn't. Bro, there isn't even three good Italian players, bro. The best is, there hasn't been a good uh, Italian amazing. player since Franco Harris. Okay, so um, the, the three Watt players could be going to the playoffs. Was the all three they Watt will, brothers? They will be all, all three, three Watt brothers. Be. Yeah, could be in the playoffs. That's pretty cool. Why? Then they this That's is interesting. This is a random thing that doesn't matter. But why is Derek Watt not DJ Watt? Yeah, 
I, he's I, Derek I, John Watt. I Why do, is he not DJ Watt? You know what? That's got to be something. Is that he the he, youngest and he's got a complex and no, he's like, fuck that, I'm my own Watt. No, I'm pretty sure he thinks that's just something that he likes to be called. You know, no disrespect to the Watt family out there. Okay, no, that's weird though, bro. Your it's brother's not J. Weird. Your brother's JJ. Your, okay. other, your other brother's TJ. Okay. And you're DJ. Okay, do you have any brothers? I don't. I'm Neither do I. So maybe he wants to be different oh. from his other two brothers, right? Yeah, we can't relate. No, it's the human psychology, right? Give the man his individuality. Regardless. Fuck that, man. Oh. It just sounds weird, Derek Watt. Oh like, they don't love him. His God. parents didn't love him that enough makes, to make him DJ. I wish you would not talk about <laughs> About brothers? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, because at the end of the day, it's... Why? Well, I was right about the brothers fucking... Or the Bosa brothers family cruise. Yeah, you were. You basically said that he's not going to finish the season as a Buckeye. And I was like, no, wait, why? I, and it's funny. That no, that was wait, me taking why? your buddy's advice of don't let on to everything you know on the podcast. Because if you're wrong, you'll, you'll sound stupid making an absolute. Yeah, like I talking heard, about it being I heard, weird that his name's I heard not something, DJ Watt. I heard something two weeks. Shut the <laughs> It's not weird. <laughs> All right, there, Fuck. Matt Bradford. I don't think it's Kevin Stafford. Um, the Broncos beat the Bengals, but they're just they're reeling. There's my Matt. Ba- there's my my Matt Bradford award winner. Dr- Driscoll. For no, uh, uh, Matt Stafford. Oh, bro, he's been trash the last three to four weeks. Trash. So, now he's lost. But they played. They played the Rams. They played the Rams. Like I mean. Yeah, but prior no to, prior to that, they played a Bears team without Trubisky, so that cool. should be like a Matt, big thing, right? Matt Stafford, twenty for thirty three, two forty five, a touchdown and a pick. Yeah, but it's, do you know what those numbers are okay. to, a, to, a, to a Jacksonville watch, fan? Did you watch do you know those numbers are to a Jacksonville fan? Did you watch the game, sir? Winnable. No, did you? I'll be honest, with you, I did not. Eye test says a lot. Stats lie. He just didn't look good. He, he just, and if they're garbage it, he time look like too. he's confident. Look, uh, you know what? Okay, the if they're garbage work, time numbers, I will give you that. A if guy at work numbers, last night who's care. a Lions fan. Okay, I said, I was like, man, that Matt, and he goes, I know, Stab, and I was like, especially the last four weeks. And he goes, you're right. Yeah, you are right. The last four weeks, he goes, he's been abysmal. He goes, I said, he, he said, I said to my dad last night, do you think his wife's cheating on him? What so he said, he said he looks that. Out of the football, that he thinks that there's something major going on in Matt Stafford's life. Oh my god! Outside of football, I, that is that is in his inside of his ears on the football field. I'd rather speculate about partisan politics. And I was like, I whoa, like that's a heavy assumption per, about an athlete's personal life. I'd rather speculate about friggin' well, we did po- talk about politics, whether but. or not Philip Rivers gets better nights sleep on the road than he does at home. <laughs> you don't think his house is big enough? Where he sleeps in a wing? Yo, have you seen... Come on, have man! Seen, have you seen Philip Rivers' um, I don't know, if it, SUV that he has a driver attached with? Okay. No, I I'll, have. I'm going to We're make the episode artwork. Pull it up. The episode artwork for this week will be the inside of Philip Rivers' um what is it like a family man, like a family van? It's, like a family okay, so picture, convoy? So it's a... So if it's an SUV... Then there's no seats in the back. There's okay. a wraparound leather recliner that oh, is awesome that is kids. facing awesome. through the back of the, the SUV. And rather there being a tailgate there, right. there's a built-in flat screen with four flat screens underneath it, smaller That's in size. Awesome, good for and him. He's, and it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. If, if I had that, I wouldn't watch football inside. I would, would just, just have a driver drive me around while I watch football. Going through Carl's Jr. Drive. It's amazing. So that's going to be the episode I hope this week. Oh, good for him. And I read somewhere that they're just expecting another child as well. So congratulations to that the was a good Rivers family. That, that was a good meme I saw on the on the week, uh, on Monday morning of, I think it said when your wife asks. Do you want to have unprotected sex? And then it showed Philip Rivers. Absolutely. 
with a big old boyish looking smile <laughs> like he's ready for child number 19. You know what, bro? How many is it? Is it 11? No, I think it's nine. But you know what? I love men who love their wives. And you know what? God bless them and their family because be fruitful and Mormon? multiply. Is he a Mormon? No, no. He's not? No, it's a Latter-day Saint thing. But regardless, we okay. shouldn't talk about a man's faith on air. <laughs> I'm just kidding, people. You can talk about anything that you want. It's a First Amendment right Do we want to wrap up with that uh, poor Colt McCoy? I... I just, when it happened, and he was grabbing his leg, and then the replays come back, played, broken tibia. He played three snaps after the fucking injury. So well, there's a, no, no, well, and that's why I want to talk about it, because four, that's. Four snaps if you count his tibia. Now, what, <laughs> what I think about him is. I wish I had a cricket. I wish I had a, <laughs> I wish I had a cricket at <laughs> It doesn't. It, oh, did you good. see when Mark Sanchez came in? Yeah, he handed off a beautiful fucking 90-yard touchdown to start. And then, oh, so I'll wear... He was in an AFC Championship game once. So this is a new... Did you As hear, a rookie. Did you hear Witten say, just hand the ball off the AP and don't butt fumble on the fucking air? I couldn't <laughs> I believe he said it. Witten said that. That's salty. Also, I have, a question, Jason I, I have a question for you. Did you know that Jason Witten played tight end in the NFL? I had heard it one time. Did you hear it 900 times brought up on NF on Monday Monday Night Football? It's almost like they, they like talking about his career and his performance at tight, tight end more than they did the tight ends that were actually playing. Right. It, it, was, it was interesting how much Zach Ertz uh, brought up Witten stories last night. And right. it was interesting how much they paralleled Zach Ertz's great season with Jason Witten's. Oh, in 2012, he caught over 100 balls. Well, they Zach won Ertz that. Gonna, they won the Super Bowl last year because Witten gave him his last ever game jersey. <laughs> You knew that, right? <laughs> there is so much tight end love. Oh, man. It was Holy you, smokes. Are you on the same side as me that Booger McFarlane just does not fuck with Jason Witten? I'm on the side that Booger McFarlane he, will say whatever he yeah, thinks yeah, whenever he wants. He sarcastically it's asked him. At, it, Witten explained how he's like, so someone got called for offensive pass interference. Right. He goes, you got to release at the top of the stem, get the leverage, but then don't extend the, the arm straight, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, that's pretty much common knowledge, right? Yeah. And Book sarcastically <laughs> asked, is that how you never got called for pass interference, Wit? And, and Witten's just like, yeah, Book. Like, I'm sick of this fucking <laughs> Book, Wit, and Tess shit. It's Jason, okay, and Joe, and Booger. It's, it's... It's becoming really informal, and I don't know if that's like a ESPN thing. Like I don't know if that it's, but, but, but it's like it's casual, and it's not so funny anymore because it's a it's a train wreck. Because every Jason night. Witten is not a good enough color commentator. No, he's not. Jason Witt, or pardon me, Tony Romo hit the ground running as far as color commentating goes. He hit the ground running. His play calling, he's dialing up offenses and saying it's going to be a toss sweep. It's it's fantastic. Jason yeah. Witten's like, here's how you don't get called for a pi. Witt, Witt gets caught on his words quite a bit, and fuck. Uh, oh, I just did. I just pulled a Witten. There you oh, go. There I just, it is right there. That, that's what he does. He, you could tell Tony Robo had spoke in a huddle and spoke in a in a quarterback uh, uh, coaching room and in a film I room. I think tell. a lot of it is though with Witten is he is such a football guy and is so like into what's going on. He's got so many thoughts going through his mind, and then he needs to take it from his brain to his mouth and dumb it down a little bit for the for the average fan. Right, because that's yep. who they were trying to appeal to is the average fan to make them an avid fan, not the avid fan to keep them around. They know they're gonna stay. Good point. They know not that, the that, people that, that are but, gonna tune in every Monday night, but the people who don't. And what would make the Monday night telecast so good is if Wit was a fo was was a football guy, not trying to dumb it down, and give us what 
you got hired for. Good point. Very, very good point. Because when and Tony I Romo gives you... think if he you, sticks it out and yeah. doesn't eventually take a Tennessee job some in the near future, yeah. that he could... He could be that in a couple years. But you're right, I don't think he'll make it to it, though. But you're right, because when Tony Romo communicates a football play, football fans eat it up. Yeah. And why would you not want to pander to the people who know? And I think when the average fan or the the casual fan hears all this praise the entire season last year for how well Tony is doing uh, at announcing, that when they tune in and they're like, what was he talking about there? Like. It makes them dig in deeper and become a smarter football fan. What does that mean? Exactly. Why did he say that? Um, moving on. There's so, not really much else from the previous other week. Other than Colt McCoy um, yeah. in that game. Uh, like, are the Redskins, are Deadskins done? Are they, they the Deadskins they now? They were, they were dead when Alex Smith hit the turf and Joe Theismann started having Vietnam oh. flashbacks. Like, all it was, all probably agree with there that. Was no, there, there's no coming back from it because the defense isn't good enough to compete. And the skill positions in Washington, they're not good enough. Josh Dotson is just not good enough. Okay. Uh, you got any broad thoughts after week 13 then, just to wrap this up? Chargers are for real. The Patriots are going to have a December to remember like they always do. Like you said that they would. Yeah. Forget about September. Um, do we want to talk about Gronk a little bit? I don't want to give the okay. upstate New York man any more credit than than is due. But... Is he done after this year? He doesn't look the same. He can't stay healthy. It looks like him getting battered and beaten. Like, his, his elbow looks bionic in that brace, bro. <laughs> That's funny. You know what I mean? Like, what else about him needs to have a brace like that? <coughs> um, his knee? Right? Uh, but does it... Is It's not going to affect them? I'm struggling to put the words it. together because you can't determine someone's heart or their will to play football. That's true. You can't. We can't even talk about that because we don't know. What we do know is what football appears to be doing to his body. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a good way to wrap that up. So, uh, J- Jaguars and Titans on Thursday night. Um, it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't care. It's that I'm thinking about draft order. That's gonna be such an ugly game. <laughs> It's not that I don't what was care. the last? It was nine six last time. Yeah, when they in Jacksonville, yeah. Tennessee won on the road. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if they've released the starter yet for the game. Like I, I'm, I'm not even sure who's who's starting well, it. They're if not it's going Borders back to Borders or Kessler. They can't go back to Borders. But how do you just go back? How, how do you just stick with the, the backup quarterback for the last four weeks? Is Tom Coughlin just in pure evaluator mode now? Is he just evaluating every fifty three, every fifty three guys? Okay, that's a, that's a good question. Let's uh, let's table that until we record later in the week. Deal. Um, if you have your opinion, listener, get a let us know on Twitter. Uh, talking underscore pigskin. Let us know if you think Blake Bortles ever plays another snap as quarterback. Uh, as a starter for the Jaguars, yep. uh, that should be that. That's your Twitter homework this week. And what do you think the draft needs could be, are, and who could they potentially target, or should be for the Jaguars? I mean, there's so many different ways to look at it. All Listeners, right. give us your opinion and throw some thoughts in on Dallas too, because they're not beyond critique either. Or any other team, if you want to, if you want to just 
sound off on your team and we didn't uh, we didn't cover it but whatever until we, we don't uh, touch on enough we can touch on it again until you hear from us later in the week uh, with our week 14 outlook and picks and whatnot uh, enjoy this week's ep- or this uh, episode early in the week and we'll uh, be back around Thursday have a good night everybody peace out